Welcome back, Atlanta, to the third segment of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on Atlanta's own AM920, The Answer. In this segment, market predictions for Clayton and Fayette counties, the current evolution of forbearance. What's happening with all of these loans out there in the United States where homeowners are not making payments due to financial stress caused by the pandemic? And do you need to have a survey when you buy a home, or can you just skip this requirement? My name is Cleve Gaddis, and you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, where we help listeners go from real estate novices to experts. So home buying and selling can be done with total confidence and without all the worry typical with life's biggest investments. We want to connect with you. Go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can ask questions, make comments. You can push back, share ideas, request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, just like Matt did with the Four Seasons neighborhood in Sandy Springs. It'll be featured in our fourth segment of the show. If you live anywhere in the Dunwoody, Sandy Springs, Atlanta area, you want to pay attention. You can also subscribe to our podcast, and we would love for you to be a podcast subscriber. Go to gogaddisradio.com today. Let's jump into the market predictions for Clayton and Fayette County. These counties are both on the south side of Atlanta. Clayton County is where the Atlanta-Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport is. Spent a lot of time there myself traveling uh, to and from Salt Lake City and Dallas and things like that. And then Fayette County is just to the west of of Clayton County. Let's talk a little bit about Clayton County. We are projecting or predicting that there will be 1,476 single-family detached real estate estate closings in Clayton County in 2021, which will be down about 110 from the 1,582 closings that took place in 2020. A lot of you are probably thinking, okay, when I hear Cleve giving me these predictions that unit sales in each of these counties will be slightly down, um, I think that those numbers in the last couple of months are probably starting to be proven true. We ran these numbers based on sales through the end of August or, yeah, through the end of August where these were my predictions. And I do expect Metro Atlanta to be flat or slightly down in total unit sales this year versus last year, not because the market is not good, because I think the market is very good, but because I think not as many people are putting their homes on the market just because of all the uncertainty. And in many cases, they're not putting their home on the market because they're not sure they can find another place to go. Let's talk about average sales prices in Clayton County. This year, we expect the average sales price at the end of the year to be $199,150, which is an increase of $25,000 over the prior year, 2020. And listen to this, Atlanta. If you go back to 2011, and man, I wish I had been smart enough and had enough money to buy investment property all over Clayton County because the average home in 2011 sold for $46,994. Let's just call that a fifty, $150,000 increase. Let's call that a 300. Now think about that. A 300% increase in average sales price over a 10-year period. I think that is quite remarkable. And for all of you who live in Clayton County, I say kudos to you. I love the fact that the average homeowner in that area has equity in their home probably to the tune of $150,000 more if they own that same home back in 2011. Let's flip over and take a look at Fayette County. Fayette County is a much, much smaller market. We're projecting that this will be one of the few counties in Metro Atlanta where sales will increase this year compared to last year. 
We are projecting there will be 480 single-family detached closings in Fayette County for the year, which will be an increase of 15 over the 465 the, follow, the prior year. In 2010, there were 188 sales, so you have over two times the number of closings in Fayette County this year than you did uh, 11 short years ago. From a pricing standpoint, in Fayette County, it looks a, is a little bit of an unusual graph. If you were sitting there looking at it, it looks like a roller coaster that has two humps in it. In 2015 and also 2018, prices popped up, and then they actually went back down. Now, they didn't go back as low as they were the year prior to 2015 or 2018, but they actually decreased year over year. In 2021, we're projecting that the average sales price of a home in Fayette County will be $426,100, which is an increase of about 50000 over the 388000 average sales price in 2020. You only have to go back to 2011 to find the low sales price during the recession where properties sold for $226,325 a piece, which means the average home selling in Fayette County now is selling for $200,000. Let me repeat that again, $200,000 more than that same property sold for back in 2011. What does this mean for Metro Atlanta homeowners? It means our market is staying strong. Our unit sales are not exploding if you talk to people who are outside the industry, they're like, the market's going crazy and sales are everywhere and sales are off the charts. But the reality is, is the entire United States of America, sales might be just slightly up this year. When I say slightly up, 2 3 4%, not 10 20 30%. The pricing, however, is probably going to be up closer to 20% than it is closer to 10%. And that is a big deal when it comes to pricing pressure, uh, you know, moving in the right direction. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920 The Answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis. I'm your host. Love to connect with you. You can go to gogaddisradio.com if you want to connect, or you can just call me at 770-497-0000. I want to talk a little bit about the evolution of forbearance. This is from an article in DS News. It's one of my favorite real estate-related publications, and it says early next week the Mortgage Bankers Association will release its latest forbearance and call volume survey. But early October brought with it what was expected, a rapid decline in the number of U.S. households exiting their forbearance plans as their 18-month forbearance term came to an end. The Mortgage Bankers Association estimates that approximately 1.1 million homeowners remain in forbearance plans, representing, now listen to this, only 2.21% of overall servicers' portfolio volume. Now, let me just go back and hit this one again. The Mortgage Bankers Association estimates that approximately 1.1 million homeowners remain in forbearance. That represents 2.21% of the overall services portfolio. And I have read some details that most of the loans that come out of forbearance have satisfactory outcomes. They're able to refinance, they're able to catch up payments, they're able to, to do a loan modification and put the amounts of the payments that they missed at the end of the loan. But the Mortgage Bankers Association Senior VP says that more than 25% of loans in forbearance are now made up of new forbearance requests and reentries, while many other homeowners who have reached out, who have reached the end of the 18-month term, are successfully exiting into deferrals and modifications. If you're wondering what on earth is a forbearance, it is when a lender agrees with a borrower to allow the borrower to skip payments or to do something that does not follow the terms of the mortgage. 
And so what's happened is we've had uh, many extensions on the pandemic forbearance program, but initially it would allow you to go six months, and then I think it would allow you to extend for six months and then another six months. So I think you could have a total of 18 months worth of forbearance. And at the end of the forbearance, you would eat, you would miss those payments during that time, which means you're probably missing your payment for your taxes and your insurance. And so those amounts are being accrued. They're basically, basically either you're going to pay them when the forbearance program is up. So if you miss $10,000 worth of payments, you would pay $10,000 or you will would spread those payments out over a small number of months, or you would spread those payments out over the remaining remainder of the loan. Or if let's just say you had 10,000 in payments and interest that were missing, maybe they would just increase your loan amount by $10,000 so that you would actually make a few additional payments uh, at the end of the loan. So that's what a forbearance program is. And I will tell you the takeaway from this is that the loan forbearance programs during the pandemic, they really worked. They kept people who probably would have lost their homes otherwise, they kept them in their home. And as an American, I, uh, I support that. I don't believe we should take money away from one group and give it to another. But the reality is if we can help people and still get all the money back, uh, which is what happened during the recession, I think Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, you know, the government bailed them out to the tune of $180 billion or $200 billion. And I think they've paid every dime of that and more back to the government. So even the bailouts, when we're helping people in general, they are able to satisfy or take care of their own debt as we move forward into the future. Got a listener question. And can you imagine, by the way, uh, you thinking you own a piece of property, walking out in your backyard, work, walking to the back right-hand corner of the yard and thinking that you own all of this property that you've walked through and then learning that your backyard stopped about 50 feet from where you thought it did? And believe it or not, these kind of things happen. And so this is a listener question from Stephen Buford. It says, our agent and lender are advising us that we do not need to purchase a survey and this is the key to this question, but we are very concerned that the boundary lines allow us to rebuild what we want. What do you recommend? And I want to be very clear, Steve, with you. Get a survey. Please, 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 all capital letters, get a survey. If you are at all sensitive to the property uh, that is represented, that it actually be what it was represented to be or what it looks like. And in your case, if you're building uh, and you you, ha you have a need for a property to be a certain you know width or length or whatever, then if you found out that it fell short, you might not be able to build the house that you want. If you wonder what a typical survey costs, I would say they cost between $450 and $650. They can cost more if you're not in a platted neighborhood I would not buy a piece of property without having a survey unless I absolutely did not care where the lot was. I have bought a few pieces of rental property over the years without getting a survey, but the reality is, is I didn't really care where the property was. As long as it was somewhere close to where I thought it was, I was totally fine. So, Steve, thank you so much for writing in. I have talked to many people over the years who have had you know their driveway was not in the place where they thought it was or their neighbor's fence was four or five feet over their property line or they've been parking a boat on neighbor's property for 25 years and didn't even know it and a lot of those problems in fact all of those that i just mentioned and that uncertainty that goes along with that could be solved with a survey and a survey is where a licensed surveyor in the state of Georgia comes out and actually measures your property, puts iron pins in the corner of the property, or finds the ones that are there so you know exactly where your boundary lines are. 
We're going to take a quick break in our next segment. In our neighborhood spotlight, we're featuring Four Seasons in Sandy Springs. What if you're paying more property taxes than you should be? That'd be awful. And if you have a big home, will anybody want it if you decide to sell? Because a lot of people think there's no desire for big homes out there. Stick with us. We'll answer these questions and more. We'll be back. <laughs> 